0: Hi, I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie V47, from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great four-eyed radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com.
1: It's morphin time! Starfleet Escape Podcast. Prepare for launch in 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is episode number 43 and is being recorded on July 11th, 2014. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. And I'm Houston. This episode is brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. So thank you for joining us today, Houston.
2: Thank you. No, thanks for having me, pardon the expression. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, we're very excited about your, your
1: projects that you have here. It must have been over a year ago uh, that you started the new Starship uh, restoration. Yes,
2: it's, it's been, it was in August of 2012 is mm-hmm. when it officially began, because what really happened was i purchased the enterprise d bridge and uh, the original series bridge back in december of or is it, uh november it was i think it was november of 2011 and that's you know it was just basically it was being thrown out and if i yeah. didn't rescue it it was going to be gone forever the very next week so it was one of those things wow and I spent about almost six months going to all of the Hollywood people I knew and the millionaires I knew, there weren't many, uh, <laughs> and asking them, uh, telling them about this, and none of them really cared, which oh. really was shocking. And so I had one last ditch effort because honestly, if this didn't work out, I was going to go bankrupt, and I couldn't afford to let that happen. Between my Paying seven thousand dollars for the uh, shipping and my trying to store it and the other additional pieces from the bridge I'd purchased from the Star Trek Vegas experience closeout sale and all this stuff, I you know I didn't have that kind of money just to be a fan and you know, so I right. went to Las Vegas convention in. August of 2012, and I said, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to make one last-ditch effort plea to the Star Trek people that really actually give a damn, and Mm -hmm. so I went to Ronald D. Moore, and I went to Brent Spiner, and I went to uh, John DeLancey and a few others, and I basically showed them photos of my set, and Ronald D. Moore you know, was very busy because he was going from one thing to the other, and then I showed him photos, and he was oh my god (laughs) so uh, they got it and thank god they got it because had those famous people not supported me nobody else would have heard of this this would have just died by the wayside and I would have been forced to auction pieces of it off you know Mm -hmm. so yeah um, that's how it all began and uh, do you want me to go into the next part of the story because it's uh, that's where things get crazy we were going to obviously restore the D bridge uh, from Next Generation, and we were going to start touring it to other museums. Mm-hmm. And we've been—I'd been dealing with CBS from the very beginning because they own the intellectual rights to Star Trek and our set and everything. Right. So I wanted them to be happy. I wanted them to know that we weren't screwing them over. That we weren't pulling some shenanigans, you know, with the uh, V for Vendetta mask on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh i we got to a certain point where they said okay what you're doing is going to be competing with our traveling exhibit cuz they still have one of the other they have the sister bridge to our other bridge you know mm-hmm. and they've been touring it around right now i think it's in the uh, mall of america in in uh, minneapolis or, or no the original series one is and the other ones in asia somewhere anyway they didn't want our nonprofit venture to compete with their for-profit venture, which makes perfect sense. And so I said, and "I said, okay, well, our only other option is either to donate our bridges to some museum, which I don't want to do, mm-hmm. or uh, to create our own museum. And that way, it wouldn't conflict with CBS because we'd be our own museum and we wouldn't be Using their bridge. Yeah. So, in that mass, and I said it wouldn't be just Star Trek either, it would be everything. Battlestar Galactica, which Ronald D. Moore produced, and he's on our board of directors. Um, Firefly, which Timothy Earls, who's on our board of directors, cre- designed the ship of Serenity. You know, so but, it's all these tie-ins and Star Wars and uh, Firefly and Babylon 5 and Metropolis and Time yeah. Machine, go, go Planet of the Apes, everything, you know, and call it the Hollywood Science Fiction Museum. So, you know, they were just well, that has nothing to do with us, you know, as long as you don't, you know, with our name and franchise. So I said, all right, we're just going to rush this and get this going and. Explode to the media and to the world that this is what we're doing, and we did a Kickstarter uh, right. last month, mm-hmm. and we asked for eighty-three thousand dollars, and we ended up getting—we asked for eighty-two thousand, we ended up getting over ninety-three thousand. That's awesome. Main, wow. Mainly because of George J. K. coming through at the last wow. minute, right? And facebooking and retweeting and all that stuff, and God bless him, man—he he saved our behinds. Oh. <laughs> uh, so now the next step is to not spend as much money as possible, uh, other than we've got our hats. I'm showing our hat right here. Other than our hats and our new shirts and our mugs and our uh, you know, all that kind of stuff that we're giving out to the fans for donating. uh, I'm trying to see how much we can save by getting pro bono work because Mm -hmm. we need people to do the fundraising. We need the for-profit and the non-profit fundraising. The for-profit is the sponsors, the uh, branding, the Mm -hmm. people who uh, like for a restaurant, Coke, you know, whatever. And the non-profit is the foundations like uh, Vulcan, uh, who's Paul Allen's company, Co founder of Microsoft, uh, government grants, uh, going to Bill Gates, going to Google, et cetera, et cetera. All tax deductible Mm -hmm. donations and grants. And, uh, you know, like I've said in the very beginning, the one thing I don't want to do is have to keep going back to the fans and bleeding them dry because that's stupid. Mm. Um, And most fans aren't, you know, Newsflash aren't millionaires, billionaires. (laughs) So some are. I've met a couple. But most of them, you know, they're, I don't. I don't want to do that to them, nor would I want someone to do that to me. So we're to a certain point now. We're at a legitimacy, and we're just going forward and onward and upward. And by the end of 2015, we should have the first incarnation of this Hollywood sci-fi museum. Right. Right. You're having a preview of of the museum. We're calling it a preview. It's going to be a hell of a lot more than a preview, honestly. (laughs) It's going to be a lot more kick ass than that. We're going to have... Our Enterprise D-Bridge from Star Trek Next Generation, it's going to be complete and finished. Awesome. I think we're also going to have the finished original series bridge set that we have. And we're, we'll probably have the full-size Viper and Raider from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, oh, that's nice. Wars version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's in storage, you know? It's sitting in storage. Uh, Collecting dust. By Universal. What's that? Collecting dust. Exactly, yeah. Most stuff is because there's no museum. We're yep. fulfilling a need here, and so that's that's what we're doing. I think we're also we're talking to people of NASA. By the way, our two newest board members are both from NASA, astronaut uh, Catherine Coleman, Katie Coleman, Hi. and Elizabeth LeBlanc, who's head of programming and interactivity at NASA. And so we're thrilled to have them, and our other board members, of course, are David Gerald, who create, who wrote the Tribbles episode, among mm-hmm. other things, Martian Child, and, and uh, Timothy Earls, who designed Serenity. He designed Iron Man 3, uh, Fast and Furious, etc. Uh, we got Ronald D. Moore, as I said. We've got Larry Nemechek, who's Star Trek mm-hmm. expert and author right. and wonderful person. And we have Andrew Probert, who designed the Cylon Centurions, the, the light cycles from Tron, the, uh, he, you know, Star, Star Trek for years and years. He designed our Enterprise. He designed right. our bridge and actually the actual ship, too. Mm-hmm. And also the, uh, Wrath of Khan, you know the refit, and of course Doug Drexler, who's brilliant, uh, Oscar winner, uh, and makeup artist, and God, I don't. There's very few things that Doug Drexler doesn't do. So yeah, we're we're just very very fortunate and lucky to to be at this point and have credibility. And my God, we're doing something that I've always personally wanted, but everybody else really wants too. So yeah, you know,
1: make it so. <laughs> looking at your website the museum will be the
2: first solar powered museum? Yeah, this first one probably won't because it's not we're not building the building from scratch. The one that we want to build, the 2018-2019 one, that will be from scratch. That one we will have total control. That one will have, it will not only be solar powered, it will have recyclable water. There are a lot of things that NASA is doing up in their space station that can be done on Earth, but people just don't Mm want to spend the initial money because they don't see past the end of their nose. It's the non- Asian-Japanese mentality of uh, I'm not going to look 20 years in advance. Mm-hmm. or even 10 years so that seems to be a, a big problem with m- uh, many people but then there's Elon Musk and there's people like that who do see a bigger future a bigger tomorrow our ultimate museum is going to be solar powered recyclable water it will also have a hotel right next to it Ooh, okay. so people can stay in the hotel And because uh, strangely this sounds like a joke there are not enough hotels in Los Angeles Hmm. They are really? always yeah, yeah, that's a big problem. And I'm trying to deal with the city right now with Gar uh, City's office. Uh he's I our,
0: think that would be like saying there's not enough gambling in Vegas, but
2: uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well there isn't. I know. Yeah, there never <laughs> is. No, uh, there they're truly that is a big problem. Now we're talking higher scale. We're not talking yeah, dives yeah, yeah. and uh you know hey honey for you know could no, i have no, it for no, an yeah, hour yeah, i know what you're talking about the hireish one right and so it would for our 2015 we're going to have our museum in a pre-existing location. So all mm-hmm. we have to do is build it out on the inside, but it's already going to be there. Okay. Uh, and we'll, we'll have a um, an amazing restaurant. We've got this... We haven't talked about it that much yet, but it is killer, man. It is, it's going to be a, a restaurant unlike any restaurant in the world. It's uh, going to be a spaceship restaurant. Nice. And uh, that's really all I can say right now, but it's... Okay. It, did, have you ever heard of a a restaurant called Dive that it was created and owned by, I think it was Spielberg and Geffen and someone else created this. It was a flop, unfortunately. There were two of them. There was one in Vegas and there was one in L.A. Mm-hmm. And it was a submarine. You got inside of a submarine. Uh, okay, and every 15, sorry. 20 minutes, yeah, every 15 minute or 20 minutes, they you'd say, Dive, bing, 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 bing. And you'd see there was water that you'd see bubbles go Across the window, like you were okay. in uh, the submarine. Uh, Disneyland. Oh, interesting. So it was, it was okay, uh, but my thought was, why the hell didn't they do a spaceship? Right. And so that's what we're doing. And Lord knows, I've got the the most. Uh, appropriate creative people to help me with that with our board of directors and Tim Earls right now is uh, helping Andy Probert's helping and we're just trying to get the logistics of it together okay is this going to be more like medieval times or is it going to be more uh, like a standard restaurant any schmuck can come in at any time of the day <laughs> mm-hmm. and right. or do you have a set menu or blah? but either way this is going to be the most awesome restaurant in the world. I'm so excited about this. Uh, as I'm almost as excited about the restaurant as I am about the museum because it's—they're both so cool and they both are sci-fi.
1: Right. Cool. So, so uh, that. <laughs> so when would when will the restaurant be
2: complete? Would oh, it be? 2015. End of 2015. Oh, and, oh okay. bo- They will both be uh, because on a business level the the restaurant and the gift shop will both function in the making of money for this nonprofit 501c3 museum so no matter how much money we make for the museum we'll still make money from that uh, gift shop and from the right. restaurant yep it all feeds into each other and you know for the later 2018 2019 the hotel will be serve the same function yep. even though the hotel will be for profit obviously the restaurant will be for profit the museum will still make money. How can it not? Because it's a triad there. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: can't consider a restaurant to be non-profit.
2: No, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, but well, it,
0: unless you uh, – which uh, won't happen, I'm sure, but if you like Dive, mm. that was non-profit. Um, but
2: <laughs> I, I don't boom. know. I, yeah, it, uh <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know – Geffen and Spielberg those are my heroes and those are a lot of the people who will be helping in this yeah. thing and they had you know a great idea you,
0: to, you know how many times you have to go out there and put yourself on the line in order to make it yeah it's just yeah. inevitable oh, those, uh,
2: Richard Branson same thing yep. uh, these are people you know these are probably completely insane people but crazy like a fox you know right. if I, god knows how many times i've been called insane but uh, i do keep myself Grounded and surrounded by people who are already proven, and I, I, this isn't bragging. I've had millionaires and billionaires contacting me and meeting with me because they believe in this and they don't know quite where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Again, neither do I. They're not saying they're not throwing money at me, but what they are doing is they're saying, "Look, kid, if you need help." You know, this is something really cool. And if you do this, you're, you know, they, they've been giving advice and they've been cluing me into other people and saying, you know, talk to this person. This person's doing this. And this person might be interested. And uh, the last podcast I did, uh, someone from, so they mentioned that. The head of Amazon is a big Trekkie or Trekker. Um, so, yeah, you think I'm going to stop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not go – nothing. You know, I, I'm fearless that way because what's the worst anyone can say is no. Right. Exactly.
1: So the 2018 Museum plan to have a hall of cars, which everyone seems to be excited about. Yeah.
2: And Motor Trend Magazine did a story about us. is that amazing? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That
2: blew my mind, and I told uh, my friend about that, and he said, uh, do they know that it's not real yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the said, mock-up
1: yeah. looked beautiful. Um, yeah. All the images on your website are awesome.
2: True. Uh, that's a guy named Leonard Emery who is just genius. He's, he's a brilliant designer, and he, he actually did the uh, Star Trek calendar last year. Oh, and this year. okay. He did uh, along with Doug Drexler. Yeah, he's a brilliant uh, guy. Young guy. He's under thirty. I think he's like twenty five. And unlike me who's in my eighties. But uh hey, Aaron is older yeah. than you. No, just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Just by hair. Yeah. No, he's um he's brilliant and our Hall of Cars is actually we're gonna have a Hall of Cars. Here's the thing. By twenty fifteen we will have Smaller representations of all of these things that we're promising for our larger museum. Yeah. Okay. We will have a hall of robots. We will have a hall of cars. We'll have a hall of science, of special effects, which will have the, all the prosthetic faces and masks from mm. Star Trek. We'll have. I'm, That's uh, something well,
0: I, I'm interested in seeing.
2: I'm working with. I can. I'll, I'll at least say this. Uh, I've been in touch with Peter Jackson's office. Mm-hmm. I've been in touch with. Um, uh, the Jerry Anderson estate, and they own Space 99 and Thunderbirds and uh, uh, UFO and a yep. lot of great things. Uh, I've been in touch with the Harryhausen Foundation and I've been in touch with uh Uh, James Cameron's office. Now, James Cameron has an entire warehouse, probably more than one, of his props. He's got the Alien Queen, he has uh, stuff from The Abyss, he has stuff from Terminator. So, uh, between these directors who are rich enough to have original props and have kept them all these years, Mm -hmm. and all the special effects houses uh, like... um, Late uh, Stan Winston and uh, some of uh, certainly Rick Baker has a whole dungeon yeah. basement that's uh, you probably you may have seen pictures of, of Frankenstein's laboratory. Yep. <laughs> um, these people keep them and they keep them in their office or their their uh, warehouse or whatever. Where the hell else are they going to put them? They'll bring them to uh, Monster Palooza once a yep. year. Show them off and all these other brilliant people who've created – Guillermo del Toro, same thing. Guillermo? Guillermo del Toro, right. Guillermo, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. del Toro. Anyway, all these people have stuff, and if we can prove to them that we're not going to go out of business or do a fire sale or catch on fire or as long as they know that their stuff is safe – in a controlled environment, controlled um, temperature, all, all of the above, and insured, then we're gold. You know, mm-hmm. we will be gold with these people, and that's that's the next big step. Once we get to the next financial level, which is like a million, two million yeah. from the big boys, mm-hmm. and then we're we're gonna burn up those phones making deals. We've already made some deals that we haven't talked about yet, but. Uh, Things are going well. <laughs> nice. Uh, do
1: you have a location already set for the uh, the preview museum?
2: Or well, there's two that I have in mind, but again, okay. until we have a million two million dollars, we can't do a down payment. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Unless some noble char- character comes in and gives us land or gives it, again, with the Garcetti's uh, it it me Mayor me. Garcetti's office in Los Angeles, a dollar a year deal. You mm-hmm. know. So, it gives you a really
0: big uh, blank check.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's another option. But the the main thing is this is prime real estate, yeah. and a non profit in a prime real estate area can't it won't work unless we get a hell of a deal, and mm-hmm. that's what we're we're working on right now. Um, but I can tell you this: a bulk of the buildings on Hollywood Boulevard are owned by the Scientologists. Yeah, uh, by uh, L. Ron Hubbard's foundation or state or whatever they're calling it. And, uh, yeah, so that's a big option if we want to go to Hollywood and Vine or Hollywood and Highland. Mm-hmm. And the other option is Sunset and Vine, which is near the Cinerama Dome. Mm-hmm. And both of those places would suit our purposes so that say Star Wars, say some big sci-fi movie wants to, or the next Star Trek, Mm -hmm. the next, uh, uh, Bob uh, Orsi. Orki? Orsi? Um, I don't know, he hasn't returned my phone calls, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. (laughs) (laughs) But, Anyway, uh whichever sci-fi film it is, they'd right. have their film at the big theater where they'd have their premiere anyway. They'd go down the street, across the street, around the block, whatever, to our museum and have our after party. Mm-hmm. Have their after party in our restaurant and in our museum where they would see all of their props in our traveling exhibit room. So mm-hmm. they'd see all the artwork from their movies and uh you know, from, from all of their things. Uh, this the thing is Hollywood is a major butt-kissing town, and Mm -hmm. if you accept that and you just embrace it, which we are... And work it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're there for them, and they're there for us. It's as simple as that. It's like any business
0: or politics.
2: Exactly, yeah. If you play by their game, you can still do what you want to do, and that's what we want to do. And we're doing nothing but promoting their their franchises. Um, The... uh, uh, the other big element of this is uh, the stars coming in with their families and pointing at something and saying, "I did this. You know, this is my legacy." Uh, that's that's a big deal, and there's nothing like that in the world that these people can do that with, except probably at Disneyland for George Lucas coming in with, you know, but. There's no lasting thing that's an educational venue, certainly, or medium. Well, that's the
0: one uh, thing that I get from this is, that excites me is that there's no place to actually go see these things.
2: Right, it's wasted. Yeah, and it's usually destroyed. Mm-hmm. How many props, how many sets have been destroyed? It's it's heartbreaking. So hopefully. We can. The bigger we get, and the more notoriety we get, we'll be able to physically grow bigger and have more room to display damn near everything. I mean, that's really exciting to me. Uh, and you know, there's also a uh, there's the EMP museum in uh, in Seattle which is Paul Allen's museum, which is... It's not specifically sci-fi, but my God, the props they have there and the costumes he has that he's loaned them, it's astonishing. Everything, not just sci-fi, the axe from the... uh, uh, the Shining, Buffy's Steak, you know, this, <laughs> this kind of stuff. Uh, and there's a DC museum trying to open up, too, uh, that uh, this is going to be a sci-fi educational museum. And uh, they're coming at it from a different approach than we are, mm-hmm. which is great because we don't compete that way. Uh, right. So, yeah, I... Uh, um, I I think the direction we're going is a good place. I mean, if things change and things go down the commode, for for whatever reason, we can always alter our course. But people seem to think this is going to work if we do this wisely. Uh, Yeah, like that. It's a good angle angle to be in. Mm, Yeah.
0: So far. So far. (laughs) Things always change, but I'm pretty sure. Personally, I don't think it will for you. So hopefully.
2: Well, we're adaptable. I mean, if we weren't adaptable, this would still be the, uh, uh, you know, the bridge restoration and nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The quick and the dead.
2: It would have been. It would have been had we uh, uh, gone. Had we just panicked and gone the same direction that, I um, this will break our ties from anyone telling us what to do, mm-hmm. unless. We work out specific deals with studios, which we're already in the midst of doing. That's one of the first ones I went to was Universal, who was, uh, you get this together, you get this together, and this together. Give us a call. Wow. Okay, that's simple. Wow. They still have Buck Rogers. They still have oh. Firefly. They still have Bionic Man, Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman. Uh, they still got props from a lot of stuff. Uh, so does Sony. So does Warner. Paramount, unfortunately, had a fire sale in yes. 2005 and got rid of damn near everything, which mm. is heartbreaking. And now CBS still has stuff. There was a lot of Star stuff, Trek
0: but, involved with that too, wasn't there?
2: Oh, most of it. Yeah. most. Of, I mean, millions of dollars was sold of Star Trek. And thankfully, though, there are three people I know who purchased most of it and they're the ones I'm uh, who support us and that I'm dealing with so once we get to the next step uh, I've already been promised some really really cool stuff so awesome. <laughs> we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to, to give fans something that they've been wanting and that I personally have been wanting mm-hmm. uh, and make it for everybody and inspire people and educate people and yeah that's' what what better personal legacy for me than to do that so. definitely and then I and then I dropped dead so yeah <laughs> oh yeah because you work so much yeah
0: yeah you get to he the point where done. you have everything you want and then you don't enjoy it yeah that's, he got that's it great. done and died yeah. now, now I can take a rest
2: <laughs> yes exactly right right hopefully if I get a girlfriend out of it that would be really cool that's yeah
1: cool. well so you if, if any ladies out there are listening
2: yes exactly yeah uh. <laughs> Under 80, yes. Under
0: 80. Although you did do a good 80-year-old impression
1: a few minutes I ago. I
2: did, I did.
0: Maybe, maybe, you know, we put a little makeup on there. and.
2: Uh, but I got the legs of a 60-year-old.
1: <laughs> so I think it's it's awesome that you're also, like you said, using this museum to educate people. You're using the, the STEM education.
2: Yeah, well, it's STEAM there. now. Did you know about oh. that? They've, no. uh, they've added art in there, Oh. God. So it's science, technology, art, technology, and science, technology, monkeys, monkeys is in there somewhere, right? Yeah, Planet bath, of the baby, bath and monkeys and something. Yes, that uh, that's the only way to do it, really. I mean, if mm-hmm. you. But th- that said, I don't want this to only be that because yep. that's the exclusion factor again. The reason a lot of science museums are so boring is because – I'm sorry. I just I think they are. And uh, is because they're geared either for little kids mm-hmm. or for people who only care about science. There's no in-between mm-hmm. really. And I, I'm sorry. I'm lousy at science, and most of it – is way over my head and doesn't interest me. So where am I when I go to a science museum? Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting, That's but blah, blah, blah. I don't want our museum to be that. I want our museum to cater to the scientists, the biologists, as well as the filmmakers and the historians and NASA sci- uh, future astronauts, and or people just wanting to have fun. Yes, oh, totally. Well, that's the easy yeah. part. That means yeah. the easy part. Yeah, it's or people who don't know what they want to do with their lives, uh, mm-hmm. costuming. Who knows? Could
0: be know? what about eighty percent of the United States now? No,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: speaking of costuming, you going to encourage uh, some cosplaying
2: at your museum? Not only encourage, they can't get in. And let Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I. That's another thing museums don't allow is cosplay, which is pretty ridiculous to me Mm -hmm. and they allow it at uh, Hong Kong Disneyland yes they do you can dress up as a princess it's the only Um, well yeah lord knows I've done that many times (laughs) me too too. (laughs) I don't think even American Disneyland I I don't think they allow or Disney World they don't unless
0: you're a kid because of the whole post 9-11 reasons
2: yes because so many fairies and princesses are terrorists Mm -hmm. yes exactly yeah um uh, well, you know, I how many deaths or violence has ever been caused at a comic convention? I've never heard I've of never one. Seen, I heard about no, no. someone was accidentally stabbed in the eye with a pencil because someone turned quickly. That that's the most violence. That someone was hit by a car two years ago. Uh, at Comic Con in San
0: Did they Diego. Did
2: find out if it was Al Qaeda? No, just kidding. Yeah, but no, no. Geeks and nerds are good people. Mm-hmm. They don't go yeah, to definitely. those things because they want to start riots. Mm-hmm. You know, they're there because uh, they want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They want to find someone to love. They want to meet their favorite whomever, uh, or show their talent in whatever. You know, yeah. and. For our museum to, to encourage that is major on my list, and it's not just a kiss-ass thing I'm doing to try to, to make the cosplayers go, yeah, he's so cool. No, man, this – if you don't do this, what's the point of doing it? You know, It's mm-hmm. just like going, oh, I'm only going to go this far, and then I'm not going to go all the way. It's not you – know, that's, uh, that's why things fail. Mm-hmm. But if you go full force and say we're going to do this, this, and this, we're going to do it right, we're going to blow people's minds – yeah uh, that's why we're allows, allowing cosplay and many of those people are serious costume makers as well right and we're going to have costumes at our place uh, that are from all shows and we'll have the actual costume people talking with the creators and designers talking about how they made it nice. uh, and again part of the experience part of the filmmaking if you want to be a director a writer CG artist uh, constructor whatever it happens to be there is something at our museum for you, and there's also a uh, – you'll have an agenda there. If you mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm interested in being a costume, okay, it's still going to be costume 101, but mm-hmm. you're getting costume 101 from Star Wars and Star Trek and Firefly and Battlestar Galactica and whatever. Huh. So, yeah, I'm That's i I'm very passionate about that. Well, also <laughs> you would have never guessed that. With,
0: with, with uh, the realm of science fiction – you always have the need for exposure to all of it because all these directors and creators that you have out there now, I notice that their influences are from watching the old shows or seeing the mixes of different things Star Wars versus Star Trek or Firefly and you know, uh, Battle uh, Battlestar Galactica and you know, Babylon 5, all these different things and they come up with something new so it's also great to inspire, it's almost like a muse
2: Oh, that's totally it. That's of course totally it. That's in the
0: word. Muse am, so...
2: <laughs> you know, the other thing, uh, there are many, many underappreciated sci-fi TV shows, and they may have been shows that sucked. You know, they may have been horrible shows, but did the people who made the costumes, that made the various... The, the the various designs that made, it made up of uh, whatever show or TV show or movie it is, there's some brilliant stuff out there. Yeah.
0: You may have horrible directing or production or uh, even writing or acting, but you have some really good special effects or alien design or you know things like that. I agree with you. And you
2: can look at that artwork on the walls. You see yeah. that artwork, and you're like, wow, this looks so awesome. And then you see the movie. Eugh. How does this <laughs> not work? <laughs> yeah, or they didn't use it. You know, yeah. It could have been uh, some non-accepted… Well, I mean, the Ralph McQuarrie original designs for Star Wars have have gone into infamy and have become their own figures. Yes. I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, – and his original uh, uh, Darth Vader, that, it's a very different look, and it's a sleeker look. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cooler than what yeah. they chose, but that's, that's me.
0: <laughs> I actually – speaking of that, I was actually at a comic book store last weekend. And um, they had – Why? That's only for geeks. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. I, I'm surprised they haven't met a woman. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> basically, the, the, one of their um, series right now with uh, Star Wars and the comic book uh, adaptations is um, doing it from the perspective of the original design.
2: The Star Wars. I saw that. I, have, I haven't done it. I, yeah, I get know. it. Me too. It looks totally awesome. I'm broke right now. <laughs> being the CEO of this thing, we haven't made the, the first million, so I haven't made any money. I mean, literally, uh, I have not made any money from this yet, which is a killer. And that's the whole reason why we have to move to the next step. Because if we just keep nickel and diming and oh well, we can afford to go to this convention and buy this shirt and boa. No, man. If we want to do this, we got to go full force, and you know, then I can make a profit. Because honestly, if if our foundation doesn't or i should say if we didn't go full force with our museum i was going to have to quit i mean mm-hmm. without and not to sound arrogant but with me quitting who the hell is going to take over it would have gone down the commode and so i i need to make a salary from this or i can't continue doing it so that's the next big step uh, and everyone agrees i mean our board of directors every friend of mine everyone i've met said you know when are you going to take do some, you know make some money from well we've got to get to a certain point and that can't come from the fan money that has come and made uh, specifically for this mm-hmm. but when that happens one of the first things i'm going to get is the star wars and <laughs> also uh, my friend scott tipton's uh, uh, Star Trek uh, Next Gen meets Doctor Who called uh, uh, something squared. exterminations. No, what is it? Yes. Yeah, I've uh, seen it. I just don't know what is- Yes, in fact, here is the original artwork from that that we had on our uh, Oh, nice. Our That's pretty Very cool. nice. This is all uh, this is all watercolor. And uh, yeah. Oh, this is all watercolor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's gorgeous, and someone got this for I think four hundred dollars. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's but that's that's the second that's thing I'm gonna cheap. get. <laughs> well, no, but it's gorgeous. My yeah, God, not. if I could afford to keep it, I would. <laughs> uh, water, water, uh, Wood Woodhouse. That's his name. Woodhouse is the uh, artist, and Scott Tipton did that for what it's worth. But they're friends, and uh, the Star Wars. Sorry, gotta get it. Yeah, I gotta. Well, get I want it. to. <laughs> and some of those Comic Con exclusives we're going to get Comic Con uh, end of this month, San Diego. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, forgot that.
1: I
0: forgot about that.
1: So you'll be bringing the bridge there.
2: We will right. be bringing the captain's chair and okay. Riker and Troy's chair and computer only. Okay. And something else that we're about to work out a deal with that is a big surprise. We haven't talked about it yet. I all I can say is it's. It's either going to be one or two props from one of the biggest money makers of all time, and they will be an unbelievably awesome photo op for people. So the trekkies, oh. will, the trekkies will dig our bridge, and then these other one or two things will be for everybody else. And all oh, I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is Joss Whedon. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, okay. But okay. yeah, we're we're very close to that. I just found out today, so I think Monday nice. we'll, we'll know, and then we'll be able to announce it. But oh my God, I was so beyond thrilled when I found out that uh, there was a chance of that coming to our booth <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> of of all the booths there. You know, at, at San Diego Comic Con, that our booth was going to be the one that would have this. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, I'm excited to find out on possibly Monday you will announce it, or
2: I think so. I think um, it'll be next week, if not Monday, okay. it'll be next.
1: Okay, I'll be looking forward to that, and we'll find out from your Facebook page or from the Twitter
2: account. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll be believe me, for the next uh, month we'll be promoting the front at it, uh, also with pictures, photos in front of with. People in front of these things, and oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't BS, and I don't over exaggerate. When I found out that these things were available to us, oh man, I just flipped. So the first road is going to be with me. That's hands down. <laughs> so this oh, he sprung
1: sorry. a leak. He sprung a leak. <laughs> So I just went to my first Star Trek convention in Boston uh, oh. a couple of weeks ago. Never been there. Uh, never been to Boston? No, no. Oh, uh, you should come sometime. Yeah. It's very nice. The, uh, the
2: other side of the world to me. I mean, it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> so we had some cosplayers there, and the costumes were amazing. So I can only imagine what California, what they would be uh, doing over there.
2: You need to go to, well, if you want Star Trek, Vegas Star Trek is the, yep. that's the be all end all, That that is the mm-hmm. one. Um, last year we had our bridge there that you may have uh, seen mm-hmm. pictures of, right. and it was a huge deal. Um, this year, we're, they had less than a week between... Uh, Star, uh, San Diego Comic Con and the Star Trek Vegas thing. And it just, that would have killed us. But then also, the uh, new CBS policies, if they paid our way out there, mm-hmm. that would say that they condone uh, a non official thing. Yeah. And I get that. I understood. It was a bummer, but I understood. But also, it would have killed us.
0: <laughs>
2: mm. Less than a week, you know, four days. Transit having done five days at com- six days if you include half a day for the preview on yep. this Wednesday night at Comic Con and then doing another four days at Vegas that just shoot me now you know that would have just right. been as much as I love it it just it would have killed us so I'm I'm personally going to go to the Vegas one and I'm going to be in a wedding. I was invited to participate in in a wedding uh, uh their names Mark and Amy and they're lovely people who I believe met on our bridge last year at Oh it's awesome Vegas and uh, so they wanted to to have me, uh, and I've already got my costume. They sent me the costume. It's it's Picard's admiral outfit, which I was a little embarrassed to to wear only because I'm not an admiral. <laughs> and uh, I said, "How about you call me head schmuck? Is that okay?" Or, but uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be lovely, and I'm meeting. A lot of friends there and people I love, and it, it should be really cool. Uh, if, I highly recommend, if you can, make it to Vegas uh, mm. to, to definitely do it because it's that's amazing. Comic-Con yeah. is the can Film Festival of Comic Conventions. I've told this story before. You sit outside in the little patio. Mm -hmm. My friend and I were sitting there, and he's really great at faces, and he said, oh, look over there. See that guy? And I said, yeah. I said, that's James Cameron. Really? Yeah, look over there. Yeah, that's Natalie Portman. Oh, look over there. There's uh, Matt Smith and Karen Gillan. Oh, look over there. I said, I get it, all right? Jeez. (laughs) It's really like that. It truly is like that, and it's astonishing. It truly is like the Cannes Film Festival. I was only there once, but it's just everybody coming out, having a party, and getting drunk, and – uh, spending a lot of money in uh, a lot of crowds. Uh, but you could feasibly stand in an elevator and meet every huge star from Johnny Depp on who comes to those things, from Tom Cruise, and they'll just, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, as long as you don't pester them, and Oh my god as long as you don't do that, that tends to freak them out.
0: Yeah, don't act like right. an idiot. Yeah.
2: It, so I, I just, you know, when I go up to them, I say, give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> How's that so worked out lying. so far? Yeah. N- not well. But I will tell you I did no. <laughs> I was in an elevator. I was in an elevator with uh John Hurt. And mm-hmm. I I looked around, I did a double take and I said, "Oh my god, are are you who you think who who, who you think you are?" <laughs> no, <I did> say. <laughs> who do and I said, think I are am? you are? And he goes, um he says, "Well, it depends on who you think I am." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said uh, my my favorite actor of all time, Sir Lawrence Olivier, and he laughed. So that <laughs> he could have slapped me. I heard if he had a few, you know, he, he would have probably popped me one. But no, it, that stuff happens. So yes, go to Comic Con. Even if you can't get in, just go there. Go to Vegas. You can get in. You can probably get cheap tickets. I, I know uh, uh, it's the Gold Star. I think selling yeah. tickets for like twenty bucks uh, each. Uh. Oh, wow. Do it, man. Do it. It's Live again. the dream. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. I'm saving Aaron, up for a wedding poor, next we? year. Aren't we poor? <laughs> I'm poor.
0: You're going to be really poor next year, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we'll
0: see. I'm finally getting over the whole wedding thing. It was almost ten years ago, so.
2: So wait, you're getting married? Yes. yes. Aaron? He is, yes. Aaron. Oh my gosh! Yes. Next oh, year, wow! So how long have you known each other, you and your future wife. Uh,
1: it's been oh, – um I get it wrong, she'll kill me. Um, Three days! <laughs> Isn't it like it's uh, been over six years that wow. we've known each other. Yeah.
2: Oh, then you got to get married. There's no excuse.
1: Right, yes.
2: Uh,
0: don't, no, hold on. I have a f- set of friends. Aaron, you know who this is.
2: Do I? Uh, yes,
1: that
0: <laughs> waited, what, 11 years to get married?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Or they never get married. Like, uh... Well, that's what
0: we told him, and I told Aaron that, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, we're gonna in the wedding, we're going to try to incorporate Star Trek and Cinderella somehow. That's a weird mix. We'll see how that goes.
2: So, when are you getting married? Next year, or, or what?
1: Yep, uh, 26... Uh, sorry, 2015. He can't oh. even get the year right. <laughs> August 8th,
2: 2015. Well, you know... There are certain points bef- before that that we will have our bridge up and we will be doing weddings oh. in Los Angeles. We've already got uh, three or four booked already. Really? So yeah, uh, once we the thing is once we have our enterprise it's the D bridge from Next yeah. Gen. Once right. we have that all set up and completed and all that, we're gonna put it in the spot. It'll probably be Paramount Studios, and it'll be for uh, I mean they'll be promoting it too. I mean it's not just mm-hmm. all benevolence, but yeah. it will be in one of their original shooting stages. We'll set it up, we'll do a big party, all that stuff, and we'll do the weddings and uh so we'll we'll set it up so we can do as many as we can in that day because a wedding really only takes an hour for for the wedding mm-hmm. uh, and then you go to your you know whatever spot yeah. to do the, uh, the after party yeah, exactly the, uh, Aaron, to get wouldn't
0: it would be cool to actually see the real bridge
1: that would that would be cool. Would, would your girl
2: cool. go for it? that's the question
1: i don't I don't know uh maybe a. Maybe a renewal of our vows, maybe? She might oh, that's go for the wussy time. way. That's the, yeah. that's the <laughs> wussy wedding way. Yeah, but she's she's new to Star Trek because I've forced it upon her. Um, okay. At least you admit it. So, yeah, at least I admit it, yeah. But she okay, did, I'm willing to
0: marry anybody if I can get to sit on that in the bridge for a couple of minutes.
1: She did spend a lot more money than I did at the Star Trek convention, though. So oh. maybe.
2: Hey, maybe we'll see. Yeah. That. Tell her that, you know, it's the full set. This is a big bridge. You know, this is a big set. It's 25 feet wide by 50 feet long. Mm.
1: Is that wide? And,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, Jeez. yeah. It's, uh, and it's about 12 feet tall. Wow. wow. So this is not, I mean, people say, are you going to bring, why, why don't you bring the whole bridge to the, my convention? Yeah, if I brought the whole, the bridge would be the convention, okay? You know, there's. <laughs> There's 50 not, feet
0: long is quite big, too. I, I didn't know it was that ginormous. I mean, that's... Yeah.
2: And also, it yeah. Takes a, it's going to take two days to set up, let's face it, at least a day. All right. But a second day for the setup, as well as the uh, getting electronics to work and all that yeah. kind of
0: stuff. Now, is that, is that very intricate to put them together, the pieces and stuff? Or? Oh,
2: God, yes, man. It's not just intricate. It's dangerous. This is a heavy, heavy set. Heavy. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have braces to hold this thing up and it collapses, you are got a bunch of dead Trekkies. Wow. Uh, you know, <laughs> you really red shirts or not. Yeah, oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, when people were saying, oh, you know, the fan base, you know, the fans are going to build it. We can build the chairs. We can build the so-and-so. We can, you know, the, the little things. Yeah. We can't friggin' build this. You know, that. you need forklifts. You need... Yes, exactly. You you need a crane. You need the the metal things to hold. You're talking several tons of, think, of how much think this thing weighs.
0: Ceiling alone, and it's the ceiling too, correct? Right. That right. that's got to be metal. Um, what do you call it? Like uh uh, backbone, it's fiberglass. Yeah, fiber. But but even that that far up is heavy.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's fiberglass with metal backing. Exactly. And the walls, same thing. And when that's put together, (laughs) that big center – remember the big center section that's right above – it's where Mm -hmm. you see the stars, right? Right Right above Picard's head? Yeah. That center section is – it's presently in two pieces in my garage. And the reason for that is each section weighs 300 pounds and cost 200 and, no it cost 25 grand to make each side of wow. that in 1998 money um, what we're probably going to do is make it is mold it and re and make it out of foam so it doesn't come okay. crashing down on everybody yeah, uh, because right. if we, if we use that original one yeah if we use that original one it's a it's bloody suicide and b you have to have Three huge metal braces you know behind that holding the thing yeah which is asinine Um, because it was made for tour it was made for you know here let's throw in the back of the pickup we're not going to be doing that this will be (laughs) here for basically ever and you know so yeah people won't be throwing it in the back of uh, giant freight uh, trains anymore but anyway yeah um we're we're on a really interesting little mission but i again i surround myself with people much much more brilliant than i to come up with options and decisions yeah it's always financial and safety those are the two biggies right. <laughs>
0: that's the t- that's the trick to uh, being successful in life surround yourself by people who are much more talented and smarter <laughs> yes
1: yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yes. That's so why I the... have Aaron around me.
1: Well, anyway. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, I guess the Lacar's consoles—they right. all light up. Um, yeah. They're obviously not interactive. Will you put any computers in there to uh, all It'll change displays? Just,
2: yeah, of course. It will. It will look exactly like the TV set. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Uh, season two through seven. And nice. Yes. We eventually would love to make it interactive, and that uh, and have a programming to it. That's always been our intent. Mm-hmm. That at this point that depends on CBS, Paramount, and uh, Roddenberry mm. uh, Foundation. So
0: I was gonna say, hold on a second. No, just
2: kidding. Yeah, exactly. Roddenberry. That's exactly. A right. Uh, Rod, by the way, his son. Yeah. Mm-hmm is a wonderful guy. He is so supportive of, well, again, we're doing, we're coming at this with the same uh, mentality that Father had in that the, uh, I mean, yes, I would love a utopian future. I don't know how realistic that is, but certainly on the level of uh, in the future, there'll be no hunger, no greed, and every child will learn how to read. And why do something like this if you can't educate and inspire? And I would love to. As long as something will get us in trouble with the prospective uh, franchise owner, we will go the furthest we can go to to do that, to fill, fulfill those, those goals. And it's doable. It's possible. It's all up to the uh, the people who hold the strings who won't sue us. You know.
1: Right. Right. Please don't do that. That sounds awesome. I can't wait for this uh, to get off the ground. I hope to be able to make it out there Mm -hmm. in 2015. You better.
0: (laughs) I hope you make some some money and uh, and can buy the the Star Wars.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I've been been really tightening my belt, I mean personally, because, uh, my God, I've been giving at least 60 hours a week to this thing for the last Mm -hmm. almost two years for no money. Wow. Uh, that's a killer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a writer. I, well, also I'm not married and don't have kids, so that I don't have to. <laughs> uh, I don't have that pressure over me that I have to have other mouths to feed. But right. my my big mouth is enough to feed. But you know, that said, I'm I'm a writer. Did you guys see uh, Star Trek Continues? The episode I wrote uh, co-wrote uh, called Lolani. Yes. Second time they oh
1: did. wow. Yes, that was awesome.
2: Olani. Well, yeah. Uh, did you see the third one, the Mirror Mirror episode? Yes, yes. That one, I, I got to say, I like that better only because they were able to get their act together. I mean, there were no problems on a technical level, I and see. it it t- usually takes three to get. I mean, look at the Star mm-hmm. Trek. Uh, shows by the third season, things are cooking.
1: Right, right. But it,
2: well, you know, they save time. By the third episode, things are cooking for Star Trek Continues. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, yeah, that definitely. was for no money, but other gigs I've been doing have been for bread, and it's just been, um, you know, uh, I I believe in this project, this Hollywood Sci-Fi Museum, and we all do, and mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, what we're our passion is, and I, I we're almost to that step where we can. Make uh, make it happen. Make mm-hmm. it so. Make it so. Yeah. And please That's come. True. Yes. That, that you and your make wife. Make it come. Yes. Yes, definitely not. Only <laughs> make, in, it, uh, make it so.
0: Sorry. I meant make it so. Yes. Directly. Never mind.
2: Did you know? There's a girl. i got to tell you this quick story before I split. Uh, there was a girl uh-huh. who sat on our bridge at WonderCon last year, and she was dressed as Deanna Troy. Mm-hmm, and she okay. had the, the hair, on it. she looked perfect. She looked yeah. gorgeous, right? Posted it on our on our Facebook, and people were saying, "Did you know that's a you know who that is?" I said, "No." I said, "That's the porno star who was in the porno version of Star Trek Next Generation." <laughs> and uh, her name is Sam she's named after the girl from <sighs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, April O'Neil. Yes, April O'Neill is is her porno name, and and so people were complaining about that and saying, how dare you promote a porn star on your website? And I said, and I venomously uh, supported this, and this is exactly what I said. A, we weren't supporting her. Mm -hmm. B, she was the best cosplay uh, of anybody who came to to our booth at Star Trek. Uh, C, we had no clue who she was, and it doesn't matter – and D and this is one of the most important things she's one of our supporters she was one of our first supporters on our first kickstarter and god bless her for you know coming all the way out there to dress up to come and sit on our bridge you know and i don't right. give a damn what she does for that uh-huh. and right. that kind of shut up the naysayers after that cuz i'm i'm very protective of our fans and i don't care what they do for a living yeah. <laughs> right exactly yeah so anyway that that's that's yep. the end of my soapbox but yeah <laughs>
1: But well, no, uh, that's
2: yeah. For for what it's worth, there is one out there. I I have only seen the clips that are on YouTube that are G-rated, but it it, it right, looks I, the set look great. Yeah, <laughs> I great. heard that they. Ha- I don't have it. I
1: haven't purchased it, but they have the X-rated sure. disc and a what they called a party disc yes. that was just story that you could oh, watch really? through. Yeah, was it two minute. minutes long? Go, <laughs> go against what this supposed to be about. There's not supposed to be story. I I don't know, but it was it's supposed to be a good Tasha Yar story. Oh, okay. Really?
2: So, yeah. They did a TOS version. They did TOS porno as well. Yeah. That the set looks really good and the costumes look really good uh, from what I saw. Uh, but yeah, it's um they're putting more and yeah, something something else kind of funny. I, I can't remember who it was. Someone posted a a, a Spider Man two porno. That they had the costumes looking just like the co- the comic book. Yeah, wow. Uh, they had Mephisto, and they had uh, the original-looking uh, uh, elect- Electro and the, okay. all these things in their original costumes. And some mainstream director reposted this saying, you know, the porno people are getting it more right than mm, yeah. uh, Sony – So uh, I found that kind of interesting. I don't know what the the story was like or or the acting, but the costumes look dead on.
1: (laughs) Right. I
0: watch it for the uh, articles. Yes,
1: (laughs) yes. Right. Well, uh, thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, So Hmm. where where can people go to find more information about your foundation?
2: You can go to HollywoodSciFi.com. Uh, S-C-I-F-I you can go to Google and just type in Hollywood Science Fiction Museum any of those now will uh, get you to us which uh, I'm very grateful but yeah we're the only Hollywood Sci-Fi Museum out there I'm happy to say are you
0: guys taking uh, open donations?
2: oh sure and it's uh, not just donations for nothing I mean you can get our shirts you can get our hats our mugs our tote bags Uh, we got a bunch of stuff like that and our new shirts are awesome I'm very Happy with those because it's got pretty much all the most famous silhouettes of starships right, uh, lined across the thing, and yeah, yeah I'm. Uh,
0: That's I'm, something I really like.
2: Yeah, and it's blue on black, white, white and blue on black, and it really stands out. Really awesome. pops, really pops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, again, thank you for being with us, and this episode will be out uh, this upcoming Monday. Brilliant. Thank you all for listening. My name's Aaron. I'm Marty. We will see you later. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod. Like us on Facebook.com slash and add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfexcapepod.com.
0: This has been another great presentation by the Fore Radio Network. You can find more information at foradradio.com.